But take heart, because I have overcome, prevailed over the world. Jesus has already triumphed. He's passed through death. He's risen. He's the exalted one. He's, he's just mopping things up right now. The victory is won. The bond between sin and death, eternal separation from God, has been broken. Jesus has the keys. Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross has bound the strong man. And right now, Jesus is just busy plundering the strong man's Satan's house, pulling people out, just pulling, out, pulling them out before he wraps up, he wraps it up. That's where we are in the state of things. The victory is won. The battle is won. It's mop-up time. Listen to Jesus' word to you and me in Revelation 1.17. This is his word to the church. Do not be afraid. Maybe you need that this morning. You will maybe need that this week. The word of Jesus, God most high, the risen exalted one, saying to you, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. I am the living one. I was dead, defeated, remember? On the cross. And now I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. And I hold the key to death and Hades. Christ has triumphed. Now you say, well, that's awesome for Jesus. But don't forget this, man. If you are in Christ... You, right now, seated in this park, are also seated with Christ, where? In the heavenly realm, where he's seated at the right hand of the majesty of heaven, the position of power and authority. You are united to the victorious one, to the overcomer, to the first and the last, the one who holds the keys. You're secure in him. He's winning every day. He's taking ground. Yeah, things are a mess. Things are crazy down here, right? This is a fallen, corrupt world. That's why he came and died to pull us out of it. All right? And he allows the turmoil and the chaos and the pain so that people will come to their senses and say, God, there must be more. God, help me. God, have mercy. And turn and be saved. And find that solid ground. He's the rock. He's the only solid ground. When things are shaken, that's when people start looking. That's when there's opportunity for them to find the rock, to turn to him, to get situated on him. Triumphs and tribulations. It just continues through Acts. Let's look at, look at Acts 14. This is about 13 to 14 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, a little farther out. At Iconium, which is in modern-day Turkey, uh, Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas. So Saul uh, is now known by us as Paul. Paul is his Latin name. He becomes a, a missionary to the Gentile world, to the Roman world, so he's usually called Paul instead of Saul. 
At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. That's where they would start when they went to a place. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Triumphs, tribulations. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord. It didn't stop them. It didn't stop them. They didn't get depressed. They didn't get discouraged. They kept going. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. God did some supernatural works to them to confirm their message. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. And there was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them, like stone them to death. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derb and to the surrounding country where they didn't give up, but where they continued to preach the good news about Jesus. This is this triumphant attitude. They know they are overcomers because they are in the one who has overcome. Then some Jews from Antioch and Iconium uh, won the crowd over and they stoned Paul. They literally stoned him. Like, so typically they'd throw a person in a pit and they'd throw stones on them to kill them. Sometimes if they didn't have a pit, they would just clobber them and beat them down and throw a horrible way to die. Uh, tribulation, right? Let's put that under the tribulation category. So they stoned Paul, dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. And then after that, what did they do? But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up, listen to this, and went back into the city. What? The next day, he and Barnabas then left for Derb. And then what they do? They preached the gospel some more. They preached the gospel in that they reached the they preached the gospel in that city. Won a large number of disciples. Triumph. It, it's just like woo. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, where they you know where they beat them up, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And here is our key verse today. We must go through, brothers and sisters, we must go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God, they said. We must go through many tribulations to get to our destination as we go into the completed kingdom of God. When we get to the finish line, we have to go through these hardships, difficulties in the world. And it's frustrating, right? Because we are united to the one who has the power to change all things and to smooth all roads. But he doesn't choose to do that every time. He let James get killed. He let Stephen be killed. He let Paul get stoned. And he let him gather up again and go and preach. We're in this time of triumphs and tribulations. You know, that, those are, these are big dramatic ones. I mean, just little ones like physical ailments that we have. You know, I'm not talking about big ones, maybe nagging ones. I, I, once in a while I get a nagging injury or something, and what I do is I go and I get prayer for it. 
And you know what? Sometimes God heals me. He did it three weeks ago. My back was sore. Prayer team prayed for me, and I was healed. And there have been other times where I've gotten prayer for something like that and not been healed. It's in God's hands. I, he's got his purposes. He's got his reasons. Why did he let Paul get stoned? Why did he let James get killed? It's the period we're in. We, we don't always get the why. We get triumphs and tribulations. We must go through them to enter the kingdom of God. We must go through these to get where we're going. Lots of different tribulations. Okay, I mentioned some physical. You know, I want, I want something. Recover from an injury, some sort of healing, uh, to get pregnant. Uh, and we're in this fallen world, and God hasn't intervened, and it's hard, and it's frustrating. We, we have relational tribulations, right? I, I want to be married. I want my spouse to change. I want my kids, my family to be different, right? Problems in the world that impact everybody. Violence, racism, lawlessness, Putin, poverty, greed, corruption. You know, it infects and it impacts everybody. There's some other more subtle afflictions and tribulations. Toil, boredom, depression, temptations, financial hardships, spiritual attacks. A whole cluster of pressures, tribulations, and hardships. And you must go through them. You can't go around them. You can't go under them. God is going to lead you through them. Because he's going to do something in that tribulation that has lasting value. He's going to teach you probably two things. The same things he taught Israel as he led them through the wilderness into the promised land. He humbled them. It's a way to show you that you do depend on him. You really do need him. It's a way to show us that this world is fleeting. Man, you anchor yourself to this world and you will be disappointed. It's going to get shaken up. It keeps getting shaken up. Humility and trust. Trust in God. There's one place you can put your trust and leave it there and be secure. He's the only salt. End of the day, all you and I have, brothers and sisters, is Jesus. He's the only, when it's all shaken, now and in the future, when it's all shaken, the only thing that remains is God and his kingdom and those who are anchored to God and his kingdom. This is the time of turning to him. This is a time when God is saying, turn to me all the ends of the earth and be saved. Be saved. Anchor in. He's made the way. That's his big project in the world. That's what he's doing. If you try to instead build your kingdom here and try to camp out here, it'll get shaken up, man. You're building on sand. You're either building on sand or you're building on the rock, which is Jesus. That's our opportunity. That stuff that you build on him, that you build with him, that is solid. That's going to remain. Every act of obedience, trust, faithfulness to him, large or small, that will remain. The rest is going to be burned up. It's gone. Fleeting. All, only that which is anchored in God will remain. So, 
If it's hitting you, tribulation's hitting you now, if you're in the midst of one, you got to go through it to get to it. I'll show you in a minute here some things that will help you in that. But I just said that phrase, you got to get through it to get to it, because that's from Arthur. That's just my f favorite line from him. I'm going to invite him up real quick just to share with us. He hasn't been up here for a while, and um, if you've been here for a while, you, you've heard some of his story. And uh, come on up. I, I'm going to ask him a few questions and ask him to share uh, about how God has led him through it to get to it. Um, through tribulations and into some triumphs. And one of the things that you told me, Arthur, last Sunday, Father's Day, wow. was, a, was a triumph. Well, it, uh, good morning, church. It was more so, it was, uh, wow. Hold on. Man. It was my daughter's graduation I went to, and she was on stage, and I was in the audience. Wow. And she asked the lady that was standing, she says, can I call my dad up? Which, which, which for me, I've been through what I've been through. It tore me apart. It, it, it really did. And when I got on the stage, she hugged me. And she looked up and she said, Dad, I love you. Thank you for being my dad. And I look up to you. And after Father's Day, I got her report card. Help me, Jesus. Whoa. And... When I opened it, it just threw me. It just, it just, it, it tore me up because with all the adversity and disappointments and homeless and hungry that she went through, she got a B, a B plus, a A, a A, a A, and an A plus. And it just, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to really explain this, but I know, and can't nobody tell me, ain't nobody brought me where I am but the Lord. And God has given me another second chance in life because to have two kids in my life Raising them at 74 is a miracle only could have came from God. And I go through trials and I go through, through tribulations, but God has always told me, remember what I told you, I would never leave you nor forsake you. But my thing today, going through a lot of pain, and I love it, and as I look out amongst the church, God told me that there's no weapon, none, that's going to form against me, going to prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. So if I'm more than a conqueror, whatever come upon me, it's already whooped. So in saying that, and it's a lot of people out here, God preserves me before he served me. 
And now that I'm a child of God, God has served me to, to grow up, to be mature, and be more responsible and love these kids unconditionally. And I thank God for a second chance. You know, and I have issues, but with, but, but with God on my side, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. And I thank the church for being there for me when I can't be there for myself. You know, I got Jeff, I got Ann, you know, I got a young man named Wayne, I what's, got Mike. Mike. <laughs> hey, let me pray for you. Thank you. If, you. if you get a chance, let Arthur tell you his story. It's, it's, it's a story of grace and uh, blessing. And uh, well, I just want to praise God. Thank you, Lord, for uh, these you, triumphs, God. Lord, you've, you've blessed my brother. You've carried him through some tribulations, Lord yes. Jesus, for sure. But he's clung to you. Uh, you've proven faithful again and again, Lord God. And uh, I just thank you for uh, these triumphs. We ask for more. We ask for more victories. Um, we lift up Samir and, and Miracle into your hands, Lord God. We thank you for the awesome work you're doing in their lives, Lord God. Uh, and in, through, in and through our brother Arthur, Lord God. We ask your continued blessings on us. Help us continue to get through these things uh, to get to your kingdom. Uh, when we will be able to relax, <laughs> enjoy, uh, look back, and uh, experience the fullness of your blessings. Yes, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Arthur. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> Tribulations create pressure that tend to move people one of two ways. Closer to God right? Or farther from him. Oh, this isn't working. This isn't, this isn't doing the thing that I expected it to do. How did Paul and these others at the beginning, in the long line of believers that we are part of, how did they continue? How did they persevere through these tribulations in faithfulness to God? Not perfect faithfulness, the faithfulness to God, and they're already there in the fullness of his kingdom. How did they get there? What can we learn from them? Here are three things that you and I can do to access God's power. So you and I have some assets, some resources to depend on, to lean on in these tribulations that the world doesn't have or that you didn't have before you came to the Lord. Three things. Number one, we're going to see it in Isaiah 43. One through three. Listen to this. But now, this is what the Lord says. Do not fear. That sounds familiar, right? God knows us. God knows you. We freak out. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I've rescued you. I bought you. I've, I've brought you onto the rock. I transferred you when you were lost and forsaken, gone and separated. I redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. So when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
And when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. You will not burn up to ashes. You will remain intact. You will not be annihilated because you are his. Verse 3, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. The waters will rise this week. The fire will get hotter this week or next week. The pressure will increase at some point this week. And when it does, remember this, number one fill in, deep breath. Right? Deep breath. Remember. Remember, you are secure in God. You are secure in the Lord God, your Savior. You are His. He chose you. He called you. He's going to preserve you for his kingdom. You may be bleeding financially. You may be at your wit's end at home or at work. And this week, I was telling somebody about, you know, one week a month. It's not too bad, but one week a month, I have too much to do. Uh, important things, big rocks that need to get dealt with. And it was one of those days where the task list, weeks, task list was long. I'd knock something off, a couple things off. I'd get an email, and three more would get added, you know? And I'm going, I'm leaving tomorrow on vacation. Just pressure, 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 feeling it. This helped me so many times this week. Deep breath, all right? In the swarm of it, deep breath. Remember, Wayne, you're secure in God. It's going to be okay. You're on the rock. This too will pass. You will get through this. There's red line moments where I'm irritable, annoyed. You know? Deep breath. Remember, you are secure in God. Temptations kick up. Ah, maybe I'll just check out. Deep breath. Remember, you're in God. Confusing moments, like... You know when the load gets too high and you kind of forget what you're doing, you're walking in the other room, you're like, wait, why am I here? Deep breath. Remember, you are secure in God. And then, so that helps. Don't forget that one. Take that, put that in your pocket, use it this week. Next one, next step, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Listen to Jesus talking to you and me. Come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and pressurized and under it, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Sometimes we're pressurized by things that we don't need to carry. And God just say, no, take that off. Put this on. Let me lead you. 
Let me lead you through this. Come to me. So this is number two. Go to Jesus quickly. The pressure's on. You're feeling it. You're annoyed. You're snappy. Go to Jesus quickly. Quickly. And if you can, unless you're in a meeting and it's too weird, speak out loud. Come, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord God. Come. Have mercy. We see this all throughout Acts and the New Testament. In violent situations, Acts 7.59, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. In terrifying moments, being shipwrecked, fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In moments when you're fearing for loved ones, Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying, going to Jesus, talking to Jesus, asking, seeking, knocking for him. In moments of sadness, when it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city. And there on the beach, we knelt and prayed. That's Acts 21.5. When you're frustrated, when you're blocked from doing that thing that you need to do or want to do, Romans 1.10, I pray now that at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. When you're anxious, this is the money one, Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious about anything. What? But in every situation, by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ in every situation Ephesians 6:18 pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests go to the source go to the overcomer go to the victorious one talk to him engage him be present with him he's present with you Stop, drop, and pray. Get on your knees if that helps you. Sometimes I'll put in AirPods so I don't look too weird, and I'll just pray. I do prayer walks sometimes, you know? Little tip. Whatever you need to do, pray. Talk to the Lord. He's there for you. When pressure's on, deep breath. Remember, you are secure in God. Number two, go quickly to Jesus. And number three, one more here. 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. The reminder, you and me are a chosen people, chosen by God. A holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness of this tribulated, don't know if that's a word, chaotic, fallen world into his wonderful light. Right now, Jesus, the risen one, he's acting through his body, through all who belong to him, through all who are united to him. So number three is go to the fellowship. Come into the fellowship where Jesus is active now where he's manifesting his gifts, where he's speaking his words of life. We are the body of Christ. God is working through us. We flawed people. He is mediating his grace, his kindness into the world through you and me.
We're a royal priesthood. That's a mediator role. Crazy, right? Because he chose you. You weren't qualified. I wasn't qualified. He chose us. He made us a special possession. You can't lose that. You can try to walk away from that, but it's who we are. So, come into the fellowship. You're here. Awesome. Good job. We need to hear from his word. We need to sing and pray together. Get some prayer afterward. Don't let that stop you. During the week, we have fellowship. The fellowship of the body of Christ, where Christ dwells. Walking on Friday mornings, here on Sunday, together special events, family camp in September, youth camp next month, small informal times together, walks and talks and texts and emails and calls, big planned special times together. It's there for you. Come into it. Let's do it together now. Let's stand up. Let's remember we are secure in him. Let's go quickly to him with our concerns, our requests, all kinds of requests, whatever's on your heart. Let's pray out to God together. Thank him. Call out to him. Let's do it out loud together. Let's practice here. It's a park. We can do this. All right, let's do it. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for making us secure in you, putting us in right standing with you forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Manifest your presence. Fill us anew. Praise you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. So we thank you. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We look back and we thank you, God, for your faithfulness. You got us through to this point of the race. Lord, and you will bring it to completion. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we call out not just for ourselves, but for those around us who are in tribulations, Lord. Lord, strengthen them. Bless them. Those who have wandered far from you, Lord God, call them. Draw them. Use us. Call them through us, Lord God. Work through this body, Lord, your grace, your kindness, your, your, your kingdom, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise Praise you, Lord. When it hits this week, Lord Jesus, help us remember we're secure in you. We can come quickly to you. And we've got each other, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, we lift up this last song, Lord God. We ask that you would just Help us join in in praising you. And again, if you need, need prayer during this last song, please come on up. Don't hesitate. We will join you in calling out to God together.